We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app we are back with the beach and company i'm sandy beach here's the deal of the day listen to this sitting on a in a cold car is no fun skip scraping ice off your windows with a keyless car starter from bnr auto accessories Right now, get a $379 starter for just $279 only. That's it. Uh, from GetMyPerks.com, details at GetMyPerks.com. Remember, the perks of living in western New York are just a few clicks away. Go to GetMyPerks.com. Speaking of perks, our friend Ken Hamilton is in the studio. Hello there, Ken. Hello, Sandy. And I am feeling perky. Are you? You look perky. <laughs> I, I saw you come in, and I said, there's, there's a perky guy. Uh, let's let's get to this call first because you've been waiting a long time, and then we'll get your view. We're, we're talking about the big debate yesterday: uh, who won, who lost, and who's about to drop out. Let's see. Let me go to Anthony in Lackawanna. Anthony, you're on with Ken Hamilton and Sandy Beach. Hey, good morning. Uh, I I watched the debate last night, and I, I was gosh, I loved it. You know. Um, uh, Biden looks like he's ready for the old folks home. <laughs> Biden does not look like he's uh, ready for prime time. That that is correct. You can see the facial lividity setting in already. You know. And, <laughs> oh man, look to the. I, I, Every I, once in a while, he looks like Admiral Stockdale. Why? Who am I? Yeah, why am I, I here? here? <laughs> well, who are you? What are you running for? I'm running for the Senate. No. Yeah, the Senate. He had the, he had the wrong office, and the other last week or the week before. He had the wrong town, so you know you got to keep up on these things. Yeah, that's that's the best clown show I've seen thus far. You know, uh, in- did, did you see any that look presidential to you? Um, as a conservative, uh, you know, Buddha judge, you know, he he he's young. He, uh, you know, if you if you made a conservative out of him, he might actually be a uh, you know, a, a good politician. Yeah, he's very light on experience, though. That gets me nervous. But then again, Trump was light on 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 uh, political experience, and he seems to have adapted pretty well. Yeah, well, like uh, Obama ran a, a district of Chicago, and I'm yep. with that district, and it was community organizer. Well, yeah, he really didn't run a district. He wasn't politically elected to anything. But going back to Buttigieg being light on experience. It was kind of funny because when I watched the debates and the one previous, whereas um, Bloomberg says this is a managerial job, there were only two people up on the stage who had uh, governmental managerial experience, and that was Buttigieg 
and Bloomberg because they both ran cities, albeit one ran the biggest city in the nation yeah. and had the least amount of personality. Buttigieg had one of the smallest cities in America. But he had no name. With, yeah, <laughs> he was booming with personality. And so everyone else are idealists. Remember uh, Joe Giambra? Sure. And, and Carl Calabrese and the story I told about when I asked Carl why did he drop off from Joe Giambra? And he says because Joe was a legislator. And he was filled with ideas. And every three or four months, he'd come and tell you, stop what you're working on that I gave you three months ago and start working on this. And then he, then he would do it again. And because Calabrese was a manager, an administrator, he, he says, I was used to getting things done. Well, which legislator is used to getting anything done other than passing a bill but not executing that bill? Good so. point. Anthony, uh, did any of them look like they're ready to drop off the edge of the world uh, anytime soon? Steyer, Klobuchar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old folks. What you got St against old folks? Steyer, I mean, really, you talk about an outlier. Here he is. He's a billionaire, and he's, like, uh, not not interesting enough to pay attention to. You know, but Anthony said something. Anthony, what were those three people that you said? Steyer, who else? Uh, Klobuchar. Uh, Klobuchar. Uh, and Biden, right? Yeah, Biden. You know? Right. But, but then again, it takes us back to Bloomberg that he didn't look like he was about to fall off the stage, and he did look very presidential. He looked better this time, but then again, the bar was so low after the first one. <laughs> I mean, just not wetting himself would have been a step up. Hey, thank you, Anthony. Thank you very Good much. Call, Thanks for calling. All right, uh, Ken, give me your, uh, your general thoughts, first of all, about the big debate, and then your thoughts of uh, who might be dropping off. Well, I don't know who's going to be dropping off because it is a free-for-all, much like the debate was. But um, when you start to look at the debate, that's the way, you know, we talk about presidential and all of these other things. If you, if they had microphones throughout history and television, this is how they all went before they started getting on television to become movie stars. They were all free for all. Douglas and Lincoln, remember, they're calling each other names. I don't remember that, but thank, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you remember reading the Lincoln-Douglas debates were, firm, were famous, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you buy my theory that they're all looking for a soundbite? When they answer a question, they want to get that sound bite in so that it'll be replayed and replayed and replayed. And it usually comes at the end. But before they can get to the end, to the sound bite, they get interrupted by three or four people. Well, you know, and a sound bite is about eight words, eight memorable words. Yeah, and they play them over and over. Yeah, but nobody had eight memorable words. Together, either. they didn't have eight memorable well, words. Well, <laughs> I didn't hear any anything uh, like Ronald Reagan uh, I will not take advantage of his uh, youth, and youth and inexperience. I didn't hear anything like that. Election. You know, <laughs> we go back to the classic ones, and, uh, and they're there for a reason, uh, because in that atmosphere, if you're alone, you can get all the things in you want. But when there's seven people there, and you're only one of them, it's, it's hard to get your point of view in without everybody burying you. But I do think Pocahontas will drop out. Yeah, I think and she I will think too she, because of money. Stunning. But I'm I'm suggesting Steyer, even though he has money, I don't know how he got in in the first place. I I don't know when people walk up to you and say, "Would you like to run for the presidency?" and you know that you're a person like Steyer, okay? You know you're not going to have a chance. You're not embedded. You're not one of the good old boys. Even if you got money for the club, you're not in the club. Uh, so I I think that uh, when they get out there. They like, the, uh, they like to go in the restaurant and be recognized. 
They like people to know who they are because they've got everything they want. They've got enough money. But what they want is is that recognition. One of the restaurants that Steyer would go into, he gets that recognition. You won't see him at McDonald's or Burger yeah. King or anything. It's too bad because yeah. he could run into Tony and Tony could say, would you like to come on the show? Yeah, he could run into Tony in any restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break and return. We would like your calls, 803-0930, 1-800-616-9236, star 930. Uh, with Beach and Company, we're asking you your general thoughts on the debate last night, and who do you think is uh, came out the best? Who came out the worst? And who's going to drop out on News Radio 930 WBen? Uh, if you saw the uh, debate last night, or you heard or saw reports on it, give us a call. Uh, who do you think did well? well? Any penetrating questions? Any good answers? Who's going to drop out? And um, uh, I said uh, Steyer will probably be there, Warren, and and maybe Biden. If Biden doesn't win on Saturday night, then I think he's gone. If he does win, uh, he still has a little oxygen. I want to ask you this question, Ken. It was obvious watching that debate dialogue last night that they were heavily playing to minorities, okay? V- virtually every sentence they had was directed at, at minorities to try and get the uh, minority vote. Uh, and I'm thinking, uh, as you're watching Steyer stand up and say, I'm the only one on uh, standing here tonight that is in favor of reparations. Now, you, as a minority, do you look at that and say, wow, he really has our best interest? Or do you look at that and say, that's just outright pandering, and it's embarrassing when they're that obvious about it? Well, this is this is politics. Am I? There we go. Huh? Yes. Yeah, uh, turn on the mic, Ken. Well, that was Tony's. Channel. Oh, that was Tony. He just got used you to me doing it all of the time. Ah, uh-huh. a little friction here on the show. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you after the show, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so, what do you think? Is that something you see as legitimate? Because we know reparations are not going to happen. We know that it's not going to happen. So, to me, when you do that. It says, hey, can I score a few points with minority voters because I'm not getting them from any place else? There's a broad way of thinking about this, and I'm thinking about it in its totalitarity, is that uh, it's not likely that reparations are going to come. This is South Carolina, and it's probably had the largest caucus of African Americans in concentration than any other state in the Union, whereas um, they're trying to do this Judas goat thing with <laughs> will you stop that <laughs> I, we know we need a camera I asked need, you I asked you a legitimate question <laughs> I'm giving you a legitimate okay go answer. ahead so it has a large caucus go ahead right it, it, it's, <laughs> there's a large you know when you start to look at it South Carolina is the first state in the Union where they're having a a, a, a debate and, and an election or caucus Whereas African Americans have a significant role in it, sure, and they're playing to them, yeah. and they're playing to that because they're hoping that would be the Judas goat. You got to remember, this is the post-Obama era that African Americans look to Obama as salvation in a sense. Many, not everybody, because I didn't, and the, and and there's a whole lot of people out there who didn't, who were who were minorities, and particularly African Americans. And so now that we've had a biracial president i don't call him a black president because his mom was white and he's he was black he's biracial he's not black but now that that's happened 
we've got our satisfaction with that and found very little satisfaction because nothing much has you know changed on the surface and so now it's like we've got to get these this swing vote of minorities and the democratic um, convention the minorities are the swing vote they were the most loyal of all democrats but after Obama lost or didn't run again, they kind of fell away and became disenchanted with politics. So now how do we get them fired up about any candidate? Steyer thinks that giving the reparations will be the way to say, hey, I like that because I want reparations. Well, I don't think very many African-Americans uh, expect reparations. We haven't gotten it yet. And I say this. These Democratic governors have the ability to put reparations in their own state budgets. They're not doing it. Why are they waiting for the president to do it? We look at the, the veterans who come home from the war. We take care of them at state and local levels when the government doesn't. If, if these Democratic governors wanted African-Americans to have reparations, we could have reparations right here in New York. Well, I, I've always been taught that when you set a goal, the first thing in goal setting is it has to be an achievable goal. I think standing up saying that you're the only one of seven people standing on that platform uh, that favors reparations, that's not going to happen. You're, you're, you're not going to get anybody that would take a bet on it. I can tell you that right now. Nobody. It's not going to happen. So that's not an achievable goal. So I think he's just pandering. And, and I don't like pandering. I, you can do things to say uh, legitimate things that do favor groups, but that wasn't one of them. Well, and I could agree with you to uh, to a large extent on this, but when you have to start looking at who was at both ends of that, yeah, on the uh, that stage, yeah. then you had Bloomberg, who started with nothing and became, what, the ninth richest man in the world? Yeah, $60 billion. Yeah, and then you have Steyer on the other end, who started with nothing, and look where he is. Where did he get his money? He's worth $2.5 billion. I, I'm on. not sure. I, I was told, and I kind of forgot, so forgive me. I think me. he invented Styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I talk to you? I have no idea why, uh, what, how he got his money. Somebody will know, but go ahead. You know, and so you're looking at two men on the bookends of that stage who nothing was impossible for them. So he might really believe that he might be able to get a reparations for people because he had such a successful record of getting things, you know, that nobody else thought yeah. that, you know, anybody could get done. But here we have uh, Elizabeth Warren, who I think she wanted to pick up where she left off at the last debate, where she was just pounding, uh, pounding Bloom, uh, uh, Bloomberg, and uh, she didn't have quite a chance. She, she did some, but she was like the attack dog. But uh, you can be an attack dog and still have uh, some amount of charm or charisma. She just seems nasty. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. She, she is. I guess. She, but, she, yeah. I, I mean, but if she has another side, I've never seen it. Hey, did you hear what Bloomberg said to her when toward the closing? That he of nearly that last one? bought all those seats. Oh no, no, that was this time, and he almost okay. said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he did. I mean, <laughs> but um, when he said that, I went, "Oh man!" But, but in the last uh, cock, in the last debate, where debate, he, yeah, he says you have to remember that this is a management job. The presidency is a management job. Again, we go back to a bunch of idealists who, when you pass a bill, you think you accomplish something. Yeah. The bill does not cure anything. It's what you can get done is what cures things, and Bloomberg gets things done. And things that just annoy me as a viewer, okay, they were talking about the uh, the virus and how, uh, you know, anytime they get a chance to take a shot at the president, they do. 
and how the president hasn't done a great job. He's, he's asked for $2.5 billion from Congress as the 13th spending bill, but that doesn't seem to be enough. Chuck Schumer set up his little cardboard podium and says that's not enough. He's, he's a, a pain in the tuchus, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, but the bottom line is uh, they're, they're going through things that sometimes you know are near impossible, like what we just talked about, like reparations. And also the the fact that uh, when you get in there, it's a different ball game than when you're on the outside looking in. Absolutely. They said, okay, uh, what happened? The president uh, didn't get cooperation from China. China didn't let anybody in early. They kept it a secret for a while, and that was detrimental. And then one of them says, uh, he should have forced China. What do you do? I mean, seriously, do you do you send bombers and bomb China so that we can help them with a virus? No, what do you do, do if they don't let you in? There's nothing. You There's can nothing do. you can do. Obviously, uh, you could do some trade things or something like that, but you're not going to go in there militarily. That doesn't make any sense at all. So here, because China was hiding it and didn't want outsiders in, they're blaming it on the president. Well. You get yourself into a position where you promise everything, then you need to take the blame for everything at the same time. And that's just that just goes with the job. Bob Dole, when he was running for president, remember? Oh, yeah. And he do, did those commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bob Dole. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, 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 Paxson, Bill Paxson. Remember Bill yes, Paxson? I do. Down, yes, down I do. Down South Towns here? Bill, you know, I was in a meeting with Bill. Bill, Bill comes in and he says, he was telling Bob Dole about... Uh, the nasty things that people were writing about him in the newspaper. Dole was on the plane, and he was doing his paperwork. He goes over, he says, how can you stand these things that they're saying about you? Dole looked up at him and says, I don't read them. And he went back to doing what he was doing. (laughs) And so one of the things that the president, and I don't think that this one has it in him, not to be sensitive to what people say. About, oh, I think he's know. definitely sensitive. <laughs> yeah. No, you got to forget all of that. That's sensitive. You got yeah. to have your nose to the grindstone and be looking at what you need to accomplish and forget about those distractions on the side like Bob Dole was able to do. And some of the spending programs that were proposed, especially especially with Bernie, are in the tens of trillions of dollars. Who doesn't have a clue? And I, you know, it's so funny. I wouldn't know how to write the number down <laughs> on a piece of paper in, of tens of trillions no, of it's dollars. It's easy. A dollar sign, a T, and then a number. Oh, that's good. That's very good, Ken. It's like what Hay- uh, Senator Hayakawa, Hay- what was his name? The uh, Japanese guy, Hayako- Hayakawa, Hayakawa, something like that. Hayakawa. When he first got in, he says, I couldn't fathom a billion dollars. And so he says, his colleague says, don't look at it as a billion. Just look at it as one. <laughs> and, and two billion is two, and 1.3 is you know i mean you look at it in those terms but uh god i'm feeling like biden now i forgot what i was about to say they they throw generalities out too ken uh they can't run against this the economy they can't do it it's i mean unless you're a moron you can't run the economy is fabulous and unemployment the lowest it's been in 50 years all of these things but they still throw out generalities that people assume that if they said it, it must be true. I thought Barack was responsible for the economy. Yeah, bur- yeah, they trickle down, right? Well, it uh, does trickle down, and that's what that's what the Democrats need to learn, that things run in succession in seven-year cycles. Well, enough talk about trickling down. Luckily, <laughs> we have three minutes now where we can all trickle down if we want to. We'll be back with more with Beach & Company on News Radio 930 WBN. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is uh, Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach. Our guest today, the Oracle of Niagara Falls, Ken Hamilton, is with us. And on the line, a man who always has something to say that's worth listening to, Pete in Ontario. Thanks for calling, Pete. You're on WBEN. Hey, Kenny. Uh, you know, it's nice to hear you guys. Um, listen, I, you know, you, they can blame anything on Trump now. There's the people that are going to be with them. There's the independents that are going to go with them because they want the when, when it comes to election time, they know they're 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 they know that if it goes into the left, then then the United States is going to go over a cliff. So I don't I don't I don't perceive that. And also we know that it's 98 percent of the people will recover. Uh, I, I think this isn't going to hurt him much. But I believe at this point, especially listening to a person like Carter Page who apparently is now coming forward and saying how patient he's been. The only thing that I think is going to hurt the president, anything worse than, 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 than the, the coronavirus, is if this lawlessness that was done by, and you know I talk about this all, this to me is the biggest uh, scandal in American history, that political history. And, and if it is not brought to the forefront at least four months before the election, so it doesn't look like, uh, you know, uh, anyways. Pete, Pete, what are we talking about? Next, we're talking about the way that the, the, that the uh, you know, everything from the dirty dossier. Uh, okay, all right. The fake, all that, yeah. Right, okay. It's got to happen, guys. It, it, you know, Carter Page yesterday on Sean Hannity actually said that he has so much that he's been patiently waiting and they're not knocking on his door. And he's had enough. We, we, we hear this all the time, and we've been hearing it for months and months and months. Well, what do you think the reason is? Too many people have their, uh, <clears throat> their hands <laughs> yeah, in, the, in the pot or what? Yeah, yeah that's going to take down Congress. And nobody on that debate stage is using that against Biden because Biden had his hand in, his hand in the honey jar, too. You know what we're not seeing either? We see uh, – we, we have – a lot of people that, you know, the Freedom of Information Act, uh, the gentleman that runs that, he pretty has, knows, you know, what's going on around in D.C. No grand juries, as far as he known, have been sequestered. And then we hear Lindsey Graham always talking about getting to the bottom of things. There's nothing ever happened until this is dealt with. I mean, we know for a fact, an absolute fact, Hillary Clinton did at least 16 felonies. Oh, yeah. One time, 
she goes after after Trump calls him a Russian agent. Nothing is done. We get Trump supporters getting beaten up in the streets. Where is the Justice Department? Nowhere. Look at this thing. Uh, obviously, you know, the unfairness to anybody that's been put on the Trump side, you know, in, in, in prison or charged for a process crime, when we've seen everybody from Eric Holder, the other side, you know, you name it. They've confirmed felonies, confirmed lying to Congress. Nothing ever happens. So, and, and Bill Barr is not going after this judge. That, that is sentenced, uh, what's his name, um, so unfairly in the past few days, and now it looks like she's got a gag order on him still. Well, she's uh, she's questioning, she's called back the jurors and is questioning them. What I don't understand is if that the lead juror, the uh, uh, the uh, the head of the uh, group of jurors, had uh, run for public office as a Democrat, and that didn't come out in uh, in the uh, preliminary uh, cho- uh, choices for the jury. How did they get that sloppy about it? And she put a gag order on everything, like even Judge Napolitano, who's no friend of Trump's lately. Let's face it. Yeah, that's true. I rate, I rate about this. He can't believe it's happening in America. That's Napolitano. Do you think Roger's going to get another trial because of that? Uh, some people don't think it's going to make any difference. I, I don't think it's going to make a difference, and that Bill Barr could step in and deal with this, and nothing will happen. It's a, Sandy, it's incredible what's going on down there right now. It's incredible. Well, the swamp apparently had many more inhabitants than the president knew because they seem to have been everywhere. The president should have started his administration by eliminating all people that were in office at his at his wish uh, that served uh, the prior president and started fresh. I don't know if that would have been a great idea. You know, you got to keep at least some of them in there. Well, you got keep, you keep, keep one or two. <laughs> yeah. So, Pete, I understand uh, your your uh, your your anger and frustration is the same as a lot of people. We hear about a lot of misdeeds and not a lot of law enforcement to change them around. Okay, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, now, okay, let's go to the break, uh, and we'll be back with more. 803-0930-1-800-616-9236 and Star 930. The big debate. Uh, what happened? Uh, who do you think uh, did well? Who do you think didn't do well? And who's about to leave? Jump off the cliff. Now, they're uh, voting uh, in South Carolina on Saturday, uh, so that will tell a lot. And then right after that, Super Tuesday. That will tell everything. That will tell everything. I don't know South Carolina had that much of a dent in anything other than knocking somebody off because of money. Well, But it's Super Tuesday. The fewer, it's the Super Bowl. fewer there are on the stage, the fewer voices are heard, and the fewer choices we have. We're back after this. I'm very proud of my caucus. Ken Hamilton is with us, uh, and we'd like you to be with us, too. Give us a call, 803-930-1800-616-9236, star 930. Uh, you can also text us. The text is 30930, and uh, we always get texts that are pertinent to what we're talking about, like one I just uh, saw. It says, does Ken Hamilton like beef jerky? <laughs> yeah, that's really now, pertinent. That, that, that didn't come out in the uh, debate last night. We were talking about beef jerky yesterday. I'd never had beef jerky. The guy said that they'll get me some uh, beef jerky. I told him I want something mild. Uh, you know, I don't want something exotic or esoteric. I just need something mild. You're a beef jerky uh, user? Uh, uh, you know, it's it's like hot sauce on a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't like it? 
You know, I've eaten it before, but, you know, that was back when I used to drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's a good advertising slogan. If you used to drink and you'd like some beef jerky, yeah. come and see us. Uh, that's been 40 years ago. Oh, good for this you. Year, 40 good, years. good for you. I want to ask you this question because I think, remember, the last election, the uh, uh, Bernie Sanders kind of got screwed around. Okay, he, 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 he was did. rewarded for it, though, but he, he kind of got screwed around. And I'm thinking right now he's leading. We're going into uh, after uh, this Saturday. Then we'll be looking at next Tuesday, the, the, the big, big day uh, the, the, where a lot of states are involved. And the bottom line is if he gets if he's still leading, but he doesn't have enough delegates to actually get the nomination, if it goes to a brokered convention, I, I have no doubt in my mind that they'll screw him again because I think the thought is that he can't win. I mean, he can't win in, in the general election. And uh, rem- remember, if, for those of you who doubt that that kind of thing would happen, just remember the committee uh, that was impeaching the president. They were all Democrats. Picture them times 100. They're like weasels and worms. And believe me, they'd screw this guy over in a minute. And as I looked at the uh, panel last night, looked at all of them, the only one I could re- even remotely picture sitting behind the desk in the Oval Office is Bloom, uh, Bloomberg. Bloomberg, yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's the, yeah. he's the only one. And he's going he's gonna to get the black vote, this black vote that everybody's pandering for because he has shown results in New York City. Yeah, so I, I, uh, for instance, okay, uh, I'm looking at who was there last night. Bernie, no. There's no way. They can, they can nominate him. He can run, but he's not going to win, I can tell you that. Uh, Bloomberg, yeah, I can see him as president. I don't want to see him as president, but I, I could. Biden, no. I think Biden's train has uh, left the station. <laughs> Warren, oh, God. You can say that. And when he first ran for president, I was, and I was a registered Democrat back in those days. Right now I'm an independent. Uh, Independence Party. I'm registered in the Independence Party. Okay. But the thing I liked about Biden was that everyone else stayed in Washington overnight. He would catch the train get back the train. To, to Delaware. To you ever see his home. wife? I'd get the train, too. <laughs> <laughs> Very attractive. Uh, Warren, no, no. And uh, Mayor Pete, uh, not, not enough experience. Uh, Amy... I think Amy shows uh, flashes of uh, of real plus, but uh, not enough. And uh, Steyer, no. Let's go back to the uh, phones. This is Walt in Wheatfield. Walt, you're on with Ken Hamilton and Sandy Beach. Hi. Hello. Andy and Ken. Uh, Hi, Walt. Before I forget, thank you for all you do for the Summit Life Outreach. You do a fantastic job on a very silent basis. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Sandy, I just want to talk a minute about how these directors, if you will, present their cases. And I was watching Fox last night, the story, and they had the campaign manager of uh, uh, Sanders. And he said, you know, health care is going to be free, and we can afford it. The best health care that we found is in Taiwan. Uh, Nobody's complaining. Everything is fine. I took a look while he was talking, and Taiwan's population is 23 million people, okay? Yep. Compared to the United States, we have about 330 million people. Yeah, I would, uh, that's approximately right, yeah. Uh, they're over 65 in Taiwan. 
is 16% of that 23 million. The over 65 male and female in the United States is closer to 55 million people. So it got me to wondering, say, okay, if Taiwan has an easy way of, uh, and everybody's happy, they're dealing with a lower number, and are they really taking care of the people who need health care, and that's over 65? And is he saying that, well, in the United States, they have 55 million plus uh, over 65. How are they going to take care of them? Well, they, they dance around with these ideas, uh, and, and even the, the numbers come out of the sky, but nobody looks at it realistically. You have just pinpointed a realistic look and a reason why you need more information before you can buy the fact that it's just free. And it's not free. And, the, and those, initials, uh, those numbers are so skewed. If you start to look at, well, what is the diet that they have over in, in, in Taiwan, uh, Taiwan, in Thailand, yeah. as compared to here? Our biggest thing, and, and Bowerly was talking about this the other day, mm-hmm. is that we're going to die of heart attacks mm-hmm. because that's our lifestyle leads us to that. Well, their lifestyle, where you know you eat meat, you know, a half an ounce of meat a week or something over there, and it's rice and it's a vegetable diet. Of course, health care costs are going to be down lower. And then when you have a tradition of taking care of your own family, your old elders in your own home, they're not going to nursing homes. Of course, those costs are going to be lower. Uh, it, it, God, it's been about thirty-five years ago now. I was over in St. Catharines talking to a fellow from Czechoslovakia. He escaped from Czechoslovakia with his family. His name was uh, Ivan Jurek. Ivan was saying that in Czechoslovakia, all of the medicine is free. Mm-hmm. And I says, well, isn't that great? He says, no, because none of it works. Right. None of it works. And so when you start to look, and here's one of the things that I found out, and I'm sure that actuaries will tell you this, the same thing. As Americans, we like to take things to the furthest place that we can take them. If you give everybody free medicine and free health coverage, then they're going to go out to and do stupid things. We're going to take additional risk. We're going to, you know, everything's going to be taken care of. We're not responsible for anything. And that you have to have that level of responsibility in your life that you have to take for yourself. Otherwise, this thing will cost trillions and trillions of dollars and it's not and to no impact and it's not reasonable i mean it sounds good a lot of things sound good but when you get down to the nuts and bolts uh, they don't work yeah and they're not going to work everywhere you know if you take a look at thailand or uh, at uh, taiwan uh, <laughs> i'm going to get you a map <laughs> i know uh, of thailand you know it's pretty much an homogenous society. And every place else, Denmark, pretty no, much No, I think they're all heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's claiming they're homogenous. Uh, they're pasteurized. Uh, culturally homogenous. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, all, they're all pretty much in the same culture. Here in America, we're all All different. over the place. Yeah, and so how can you compare the United States to any country? Well, you can't. thank you for bringing that up. A very reasonable person, and you've done some homework, and glad you shared it with us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Walt. Uh, yeah, it's the kind of thing right now. This is, it's almost like a pinata. It's, you had seven people standing up there, and they put a blindfold on you, and you hit them with a stick, and promises fall out. Uh, this one promises free college. Well, some states have it, including this one. Uh, and uh, some free health care. We'll pay off your college debt and all these things. Uh, all of these things 
Uh, it's like one grand party. Just hit them with a stick and see what falls out. And pander, pander, pander. Instead of saying uh, the, the, you know, the straight truth about what we can really do, what we can't do because it's too costly or impossible to do, and it would be a lot more interesting debate. We'll be back with more. In fact, we're going to talk to Bill from Williamsville when we come back on News Radio 930 WBN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.